You're listening to the Geekscape Network. Time to fire up the VCR. This one's my favorite. Welcome to Analog Jones in the Temple of Film. I'm Steve. And I'm Matt. And we're a VHS podcast, except when we talk about San Diego Comic-Con 2019. Yeah, changing it up. Keeping it nerdy, though, right? Yeah, total. It's all nerdy there. So you went. I didn't go. So I have all the questions for you. Yes. (laughs) This will be like an interview with you and your experience with Comic-Con. Sadly, you've been kicked out of California until 2020. Correct. Yes, I'm not allowed to go back to that state, which yeah. is unfortunate because I have a wedding to go to in October, so we're going to have to break some laws for me to get there. <laughs> Just drive. You'll be fine. I'll be fine. It's going to work out great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, should I just start asking yeah. everything I have for you? If you have questions, go I ahead. Do. So, well, first for the listeners, this was your first time, right? Yes, it was the first experience and wow, was it overwhelming, but a lot of fun. And it's probably a lot different than like, you know, the conventions we're used to here. Um, it's a lot like C2E2, okay. to be honest. Okay. The city is much better at giving you a big dorky hug compared to Chicago. Chicago's more like, yeah, it's over there in the McCormick Center. Yeah, take a bus, get there, figure it out. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a real bitch getting to C2E2 in Chicago, but... The big difference is, is you go to the convention center in San Diego, it's basically in the middle of downtown, and it's just a giant circle of fun. Nice. Because, yeah, there's stuff that's happening outside of the convention center, right? Yeah, that's the huge difference, is the city embraces it so much more than Chicago. I think Chicago would if there was a spot downtown for it. Yeah, if they could block off streets and things and have vendors and you know what don't they have like a lot of uh food trucks and stuff too that are doing like themed things and things like that everything is themed out of its mind (laughs) see that's why i want to go too i want to check it out just because i love the gimmickry you know (laughs) it's all gimmicks uh see there's a restaurant in our hotel that had the hulk smash burger which was a green bun i I never got it i kind of wanted to but at the same time i didn't want to pay 17 dollars for a burger Mm. Yeah, is everything crazy expensive right there? Everything's jacked up. I'm sure it's pretty high normally, but I'm also sure that, you know, the dollars go up just a little bit. Yeah, yeah, for the convention. Um, so the first the first thing we I guess we have to tell listeners, too, is what you were texting me. You almost didn't make it to Comic-Con. <laughs> no, I was supposed to fly out Thursday at 10 a.m. The flight got... Delayed an hour because of the insane storms that came through Chicago and the Midwest. Those storms were intense and fast. Did we even see any of it, though, Thursday? Or was it just kind of everywhere else but here? I don't remember. Oh, no, we saw it. We saw it Thursday. I couldn't remember if it actually came this way. I took the bus to the Blue Line to get to O'Hare, and it was raining so hard that I, I almost took an umbrella just to walk to the bus station but i timed it just perfect where i walked with a hoodie on got into the bus right when the bus arrived 
Gotcha. So if I'd have been one minute late, I would have missed the bus. <laughs> and you missed the plane anyway. Yeah. <laughs> well, they, they wouldn't let you yeah. fly, so. No one was flying. There's hundreds of flights were canceled. It affected all over the U.S. And I could not get a flight uh, to San Diego that day. I just, there was no options. And if you wanted to cancel and get a flight with, say, like American or someone else, it was $1,600 was the cheapest one I could find. Jesus. Wow. Insane. Uh, do you think they jack up those flights because of Comic-Con? Well, they jack or... it up for the day of, mm. but I'm also sure they jack it up because the demand flies yeah. through the roof. Right, right. People will do it anyway. They'll spend the money. So I ended up keeping my ticket coming back, but I got another ticket. That cost me an additional $300 than what I already paid to go to the next day. So I was not going to miss it, but I was definitely pissed off to pay an additional $300. And you missed a day. And I missed one day. Because of fucking the weather. Because of fucking global warming. <laughs> Something like that. I, I'm sure it was some kind of politician creating the storms. That's right. That's right. It's what Democrats do now. Yeah, that's right. They mess with the weather. Just so you to, can churn up global warming. That's yes. right. Uh, to keep the narrative going. I didn't even I didn't even ask you, like, when did you get back? Did you stay all through Sunday, or did you come back, mon- like, Monday? Or I when flew did you get back, back Sunday at 1 o'clock and got back at, like, 8 o'clock Central Time because you add an additional, yeah. like, I don't know, two hours. Or maybe I flew out at 2, I don't know, whatever the math is. But I got home at 8, and then I finally got back in the apartment at 9.30. Did you did you get to see anything Sunday or no? Did you just kind of jet? I did. Oh, okay. Because my flight wasn't till one o'clock, and San Diego's airport is small. Okay. Especially compared to Chicago, uh, O'Hare anyway. Well, and Midway is <laughs> it had one bar in the center, and our flight got delayed one hour coming back. That's why I got back so much later. You were probably like awesome when that happened. wow just give me a beer or two and let's pound this and get drunk on the flight um one more question surrounding comic-con then i'll start asking you about actual comic-con but like did you have that sort of like convention funk or like uh sort of that that extreme exhaustion on monday like when you had to kind of come back to real life or was was it okay because it was only the three days no, it sucked because Monday and Tuesday in work, I was completely smashed. You were just like d- like drained and dead to the world. Yeah. <laughs> and we had so much work coming in. It was not a fun week. Yeah. I wanted to walk out of work on Tuesday and just say, fuck it. I'll become a street performer. <laughs> I had that I had that too when I went to Vegas and it wasn't even like the the convention situation or anything when i went it was more just like it's when you try to cram so much stuff in like Mm -hmm. 72 hours that like in your body's just doing it and doing it and you're doing everything and then all of a sudden when you come back that's when your body catches up to you and it's just like fuck you you're you can't get out of bed you don't want to think about anything you're just like just totally a blank slate (laughs) yeah and there's so much eye candy there's so much going on it just drains your brain yeah i can imagine so, well, then we'll talk about, then I guess, the stuff you saw. So, did you go to a lot of, like, panels? Did you see any, like, the big panels? Did you stick with nerdy panels? What did you What did you see there? I went to more of the obscure, because I'm not into the Marvel um, corporate, just chain of movies coming yeah. out. That's how I see it now. It just looks like a conveyor belt of films. I did read about it, 
because there was like a hundred articles immediately after the Marvel giant panel in the, the grand ballroom. Yeah. And I see all these titles of like untitled, here's the date, untitled, here's the date. And I just look at it, I'm like, wow, I know I'm cynical to it, but come on, it just looks like a a conveyor belt of money. Yeah, that's all it is. We're selling lunchboxes now. We're not making movies anymore. <laughs> well, they're making movies with really talented people, but it just feels it just feels weird now. I I just after the whole Thanos, I'm just I'm done. Like I didn't see the Spider Man. Did you? I saw the Spider Man. What'd you think? I like the Spider Man stuff, but the Avengers stuff still just like doesn't do it for me. I'm just I like turn off when they like connect it, but when they just do like the Peter Parker story. You know, of him in high school and, you know, trying to get the girl and talking to his friend. That, all that stuff is great. And then they do, then they have to talk about Thanos and the Avengers. And I'm just like, yeah, what are they selling now? <laughs> like Avengers 2? Like Team 2? What are we doing? Well, with Spider-Man, it's Or will close. that spoil it? No, that's, that one is sort of the end. It's sort of like everybody's shaking in the aftermath of everything, but it's over. So this last Spider-Man kind of closes that book finally and this spider-man take place after right the second thanos right okay yeah but you, you're really if you're not like a big spider-man guy you're not gonna miss much because the spider like i said spider-man stuff is good but it's nothing you've never seen before the thing yeah. with spider-man is it's not that i'm no longer into the spider-man i'm just kind of tired of it i will give them a lot of credit sony on the other hand on this one into the spider-verse was fantastic yeah i think i like spider-verse more i don't know i like this one too but yeah i liked i, I like the spider-verse a lot so wasn't it shocking that that was sony yeah they're god they're a mess <laughs> yeah sony's a complete mess it's so weird so you you avoided entirely like the hall was a hall h no you can't avoid the giant grand ballroom line and just the uh, I don't know. It's like sardine amount of people. You know when you see yeah. in the the whatever Sea World or uh, documentary, and they, they show all the, f- the schools of fish. That's what I felt like. How how big is just in general the space? Because like I, I get exhausted when I'm walking around McCormick Place at C two E two. Like is it, is the space bigger too inside? Like it is at certain points, but at other points, no. I will tell you... There's just more people smashed on top of each other. Yeah. <laughs> I will tell you, the staff's incredible. Uh, and their setup for the entire convention is, is very well done because they've done it so long and they've been giant for so long. So I, I give them a lot of credit. They keep people moving. They order them around, which I love because at a certain point, there's so much crap going on that people just can't concentrate and you kind of have to like herd them. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, and they're like, no, get in this line if you're going to this one. If you're in normal traffic, go to the keep left. Keep moving. <laughs> and I, I was just looking at them. I was like, bravo. <laughs> uh, so what? So what panels then did you see? What did you see? So let's pull it up because there was so much that I was doing. The first one I went to was the was the Ray Harryhausen The Lost Movies, which was a very you know obscure. And that, that's what I stuck to. I didn't go to all the big ones, like I said previously. You know, we had other people from Geekscape doing that. Like watching the boys from Amazon that came out. Mm-hmm. We had Derek, I think, sat in line for, I don't know, forever to watch the first couple episodes of that. 
And I was not going to do that. <laughs> no way. I haven't even seen, like, I don't even, is this the first season or the second season of The Boys? That's the first season. It's, it's the like first a new, season. new show. So it's yeah. a brand new one. Yeah. But I'll, I'll watch it. I'll watch it. I have Amazon, so I, and I'm not going to get it for it. So I'm like, eh, no. I'll see it if I see it. If I don't, I don't. I mean, Sarah has Amazon, so I just steal it. <laughs> You're going to mooch. Yeah. <laughs> hey, she mooches off. No, she doesn't mooch off Shutter. What am I kidding? Uh, she had, I, no, no. You're going to mooch. Yeah, You're going to mooch. Yeah, mooch. <laughs> so the Ray, Ray Harryhausen, The Lost Movies, the um, filmmaker who did the documentary on Ray Harryhausen, I'll have to remember, John Walsh, he got all the lost stuff from you know Ray Harryhausen's collection, uh, lost scenes, story storyboards, ideas for movies, Scenes that were completely cut out and stories, really cool stories that he was telling us. And then another portion of it, they had a Scottish 3D model making company. I don't know. I I heard their name and it's completely gone. But they were there too, showing how they were taking all the giant puppets that he created and scanning them into 3D models. And immediately my brain went, toys. Yeah, right. <laughs> so don't be surprised if we see a shit ton of Harryhausen toys come out or, you know, statues. Right. Yeah, like a sideshow collectible kind of thing, like with those big ass statues. <laughs> cool part was I was actually lucky enough to get in the line. I noticed these two older guys that were behind me. I would say mid 40s, maybe 50s. And they were talking nerdy stop motion, all kinds of stuff. And I looked over. I'm like, oh, I'm surprised there's this many young people in the line for this. There was a decent amount. I mean, not a ton, but I would say at least, you know, out of like the 75 people who actually showed up to a Ray Harryhausen book panel, I would say about 10 were in their 20s or teenagers. It's really surprised me, but they were probably film nerds. Yeah. I mean, all that stuff is, I don't want to say coming back, but like, with access to the internet and stuff, the new generations can find the cool shit, you know, like this. And yeah. there will be there will be nerds for it still. But they were telling me the one guy who had his own special effects company, he did the layout of the Lego movie title sequence. Mm. They built all that nice. because is it, Disney does the Legos. Warner. Warner. They wanted a lot of the landscapes made for it out of lego nice sadly his company no longer exists uh it, it folded i think he sold mm. but now he works for weta workshop and the oh, other nice. guy was with weta workshop and they were just telling me how much his movies inspired them to do what they do now and when they're kids to grow up to it so it was i got really lucky but and they also you know turned down an interview because they're like uh we don't know who you are <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> I was turned down for every interview. Every interview? Every interview. That's all right. It's fine. You asked. I asked. I asked, <laughs> I asked a lot of people. It's just, no, there's too, too there's much. There's a lot of shit going on. Like, there's a lot yeah. of shit going on, and I'm just like, I say where I'm from, and they're like, I think I've heard of that. And yeah. they're like, eh. I'm like, yeah, I get it, whatever. But it was a lot of fun. And then the second one I went to that exact same day, but right after it, I, we never even, I got to sit next to the guys, was the Famous Monsters uh, Filmland uh, magazine. Yeah. Which was showing off all their new books and comic books that they're coming out with and movies, TV shows that they're producing. 
because everyone's getting into that now. Yeah, multimedia field. Yeah. yeah. So that was fun. I bought a couple of the archives. Mm. They're magazines with old um, interviews. Nice. And what have you that they, they put together. Like one of them I got immediately was the King Kong one. So mm-hmm. a bunch of stuff on King Kong that they've done through. I don't know. They've been around since the 50s. Yeah. Oh, and you, you sent me you sent me a picture of the booth, and they had a huge, huge section in the yeah. in the convention hall. Yeah, they did. Uh, did I send you the one that had the X XL Godzilla? No, I don't think so, because it was more just like a back, like a farther back, just like view of the whole booth. So I didn't yes. see Godzilla in there. So at one point in the, maybe Friday, because I'm pretty sure I sent you a picture on Saturday, maybe. But they had a giant XL Godzilla that they were giving away. Oh, nice. And my whole thing was, if I won that, what, what the hell am I going to do with that? <laughs> it, it was huge. And you did, and then you roll it out. <laughs> I was like, I hope you guys are paying for shipping home. Or maybe it was one of the smaller ones. Maybe it was a model off the XL. I, I can't remember. There was just so many people buying their T-shirts, and I basically was the only person buying their print. I mean, there was a few others, but no, nah, it was all T-shirts. T-shirts, and so many people go there for the busts and statues. Yeah, that's like that's like these conventions mm-hmm. here, where it's like people go for toys or comic, you know, books. like things like that, or uh, or shirts. That's what these things are. <laughs> That's what people like right now, I guess. And I looked all over for VHSs. The only one I could get, I ended up buying, was Parasite from our boys. Ah, nice. Over at... Um, Full Moon. Full Moon. just forgot their name. Uh, <laughs> so I talked to them a bit. And I don't think that Parasite has been released on anything else. I think, yeah, I think the Blu-ray is finally coming out uh later this year yeah and that's it and i don't think they have rights to that i i think it's someone else doing that right yeah it's like kino lorber yeah. one of those like you know retro uh dvd labels but they do own the rights to the vhs still so they can put out as many yeah. new vhs's as they want full moon so <laughs> yeah and they, i mean they do a good job with their big boxes i have to give them credit i mean it's not that difficult to produce a vhs anymore um, it might be a little bit more expensive than we consider because it's just a dead media. Yeah. But their boxes are nice. Yeah, no, they do a good job. And, you know, there's always there's that online controversy of like, are they the original wizard tapes like in those big boxes not. or not? Or are they reprint? Who cares? They look cool. Yeah. That's what I say. <laughs> there's not many of them out there. I mean, sure, they go to a bunch of conventions and sell them to a bunch of nerds like us. But there's just not a bunch of nerds collecting VHSs. Right new ones there are a lot like it's harder for you and i but compared to like normal world there's not yeah there's not a lot of demand there so yeah they're cool i I picked up parasite at a convention not too long ago or whatever and i watched it and it's fun to watch it's like fun to watch like a new movie but it's an old movie on a v like a new vhs it's like a cool experience (laughs) like robot ninja that i picked yeah 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 it's like a cool like uh experience for that was uh was Charlie there when you went? No. Oh, uh, Chucky? No. Chucky Band? Uh, yeah, Chucky Band. He was, briefly, but... So, they had Full Moon and Shout close to each other in a weird way, and Troma. And so, I think Troma and Full Moon were in the same like little aisle. 
And I saw Lloyd Kaufman there, and Chucky Band was there at the same time. And only like 10 people were around them, but I, you couldn't walk through the aisle. So I was like, I just don't want to meet Charles Band. I, like, I don't care. Yeah. He's just a weirdy, and good for him, I guess. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't want to work with him. But I did want to meet Lloyd, but Lloyd was there very short. He had a Saturday night panel. I guess it was 40 years uh, yeah, Trump was forty years yeah. old. Yeah, and they were showing something, one of their new ones. Mm-hmm. I just was too tired. I didn't want to do it. Yeah, I just want to go to bed. <laughs> uh, I did bump into our um, Velociraptor, Velociraptor friends. Velocipaster. Velocipaster. Sorry. Yeah. Um, that was fun. I bumped into them, and I ended up getting them an interview at Geekscape with Horror Movie Night. Nice. I figured that would be a better spot for them to get more people they get a lot more downloads and i hope it goes well i haven't heard it yet i don't know if they've done it but hopefully they will yeah those guys are awesome yeah they uh i don't know if they maybe they'll listen to this since they bumped into you or whatever but you should have seen the shock on their face what what did you say because i was walking down i go yo guys love your movie (laughs) and their looks were like holy shit you what (laughs) and we just talked i shook their hand i I felt bad because i know my hand was clammy i was all sweaty and gross i'm like uh that was like the worst but i got them in interviews so that's good yeah they're they're awesome they uh uh our friend uh katie uh katie gladwell was uh at a texas frightmare met them said that she saw it the weekend before at windy city and she knew us the windy city guys and uh they gave katie a giant like a massive velocipaster poster that they all signed to team horrorama so we have that so if you guys are listening we got it katie gave it to us and it's fucking awesome so thank you (laughs) yeah that's badass yeah it's awesome and it's yeah we'll have to put it in the theater this next year even though we're not showing it but it you know they signed it to us and everything like that'd be cool and it's it's fucking huge it's like bigger than the regular 27 by 40 so i want to put it up somewhere jesus what's bigger than the 27 by 40 i don't know (laughs) it's not quite like the bus shelter size but it's like the it's somewhere in between it's huge it's really good it's really cool that's crazy that that cost them some money to get those printed yeah then they they gave they gave one to us yeah that's that's awesome. awesome Yeah, so when they knew, they're like, "Oh, Windy City Horama," so they they probably like, "Wow, this is like another place we ran into someone who knows them or saw it there." Yeah, awesome. Yeah, getting the they 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 know we exist. <laughs> their faces, their faces when I said, "Hey, yo, love your movie," <laughs> so good, nice. Let's see. I think that's all the panels I did on Friday that I can remember. Then uh, Saturday, I did a lot too but all the saturday panels ran into each other i got so tired of being at san diego i went on a I, an adventure of san diego at like i don't know three o'clock because i wanted to get back and watch the uh angry video game nerd panel i believe that started at five or six whatever and that was at the library the san diego library so i had to you had to go off the convention center canvas so i found a brewery had a few beers actually had a bartender say oh it's a good thing uh the, co- the convention took place this week because last week it was cold it was like 60 degrees i just wanted to whack them in the face <laughs> like from chicago last week it was warm it was 60 degrees <laughs> yeah. Yeah. but everyone who texts yes the weather is exactly how it is advertised 
Beautiful just it's all the time. Beautiful. <laughs> every, every day was perfect. 70, 72. <sighs> it was amazing. But yeah, Saturday I went on an adventure. I ended up walking, according to my Fitbit, 13 miles. Nice. On Saturday. It was nuts. And my feet hurt. Yeah. So, and my feet stank. <laughs> I had to go into the tub, shower, into our hotel and wash my feet. I was like, this is this is best for everyone. Yeah. You know what? It's probably more than anybody else was doing there. So <laughs> <laughs> We all got along really well in the hotel. No drama. It was great. It's like we all knew each other. We, so you were in the hotel with the Geekscape Yeah, crew? Jonathan London, Derek. Derek does the website. Jonathan London is, you know, the podfather. And Matt was there, horror movie night. And, you know, it was, it was just, we were fine. Everything worked out. It was great. No drama. It was awesome. I'll do it again next year, as long as they invite me back. Which they said, by the way, we can get passes for C2E2, whatever. We don't pay. We have, I'm I'm in for Comic Con yeah. 2020. So, so if you guys are if you guys are serious, I'm in. <laughs> Sign me up. I'll do some I'll I'll do some writing, some uh, yeah. uh, interviews and stuff like that. Well, so. we're described as a family. We're like the um, Fast and the Furious family, except we're riding around in a broken down van. Mm. <laughs> we're like a, a shitty version of the Fast and Furious, yes. but we're a fucking family. <laughs> yeah, and we're all Tyrese, in the, yes. <laughs> the nerdy one. Yeah. <laughs> But it was it was a blast. Uh, Saturday, I got to see Angry Video Game Nerd. Well, first I walked in and I sat through the entire dorkiest thing. I thought, well, yeah, I still think it is the dorkiest thing I've ever been to. It was podcasters of Star Trek, and wow, wow, that was dorky. I there was a moment where I just was like, maybe I should leave, even though I want to keep my seat for Angry Video Game Nerd, because that's the only reason I'm in this one. The questions at the end, oh, I had no idea what they were talking about. You almost have to admire that kind of dorkiness, though. It's like, yeah. to me, anyway, it's like almost charming. Where it's like, I have no, you're speaking a foreign language to me, but your enthusiasm for it, yeah, it makes me like love it, too. <laughs> yeah, and good for you. I don't know what you're talking about, and I don't care. But and I and I like Star Trek, but I'm just so far away from the incredible intelligence and kind of stupidity of it at the same time. Yeah. But you know, it, it was fun to see those super dorks. But then Av Avgn came in. James Rolfe, if you know him from Cinemasker, Angry Video Game Nerd, he plays you know the shitty games that suck ass, so you don't have to. I've always like I've been watching him for I don't know seven years now. I can't remember. I just remember discovering him on YouTube when I had shitty internet and I was like waiting for him to buffer. <laughs> and he was part of like Screw Attack. It was fun listening to him. You know his successes and struggles of going through a YouTube channel, making a movie at the same time, kind of putting his character on pause, and then getting back into it and having two kids. It was fun. But the most memorable was the QA at the end, because this was bizarre. So we had some good questions coming in. Uh, we got a few cheers, because people had some good questions. They were like, wow, good good question. But then, we had, and by the way, this kid was in the Star Trek one, and he he had a question that everyone was just like, what? <laughs> but that how that's pretty much how I was on every question. So to me, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so he came up in this one and he started talking about like how Mike Matei, which is his partner in Angry Video Game Nerd, 
talked about his penis in a couple episodes, and my whole brain went, what? Huh? What? <laughs> Pretty sure everyone, because there was only like 50 of us. Yeah. Angry Video Game Nerd's only so big, a YouTube yeah. star, which I love how they made him do it off the convention center. Can't I? But it was still part of San Diego Comic Con. Yeah. But they're like, podcasters of Star Trek, get in the fucking library. <laughs> Angry video game nerd, same thing. Yeah. So this kid comes through and he talks about it. And then he talks about how Mike has made comments online. He's like, oh, not only is it a big penis, it's a 12-inch penis. And I'm like, where are we going with this? <laughs> At what point in your brain did you think this was going to be a good thing to bring <laughs> up? Right. Because this is awkward as shit. And I'm attracted to awkward. <laughs> so while everyone else was like horrified, I had a huge grin on my face because I was like, oh, where are we going, kid? Take me on a ride. And then he's like, were you aware that Mike was making comments like that on the comment section? And like James Rolfe just kind of like looks around and goes, no, next. And I was like, bravo, bravo. <laughs> That kid took nerd awkwardness to a whole new level, and yeah. I love it. <laughs> I kind of want to slap him at the same time. Yeah. Like, what the fuck, kid? There's always, you know, any Q&A. I don't care if it's a convention, if it's a film festival. As soon as you open it up to the audience, you're going to get something like that. And I've, I've like, moderated a few Q&As in my day, and it's just like... I, you want to just peel your skin off, basically, is how it usually is. I mean, if I ever do that, moderate it, and I get a question like that, I'm just going to pull James Rolfe. No. Next. Yeah. Yeah. Move it along. Yep. Just get out of there. Just <laughs> go to a different panel, please. And then another awkward moment. At the very end, this kid was talking about how like he used to watch his channel and it would motivate him because I, I don't. He was in the hospital. He had a lot of problems. And I swear to God, he was played off like the Oscars because the person comes up and goes, "Sorry, sorry, we you got to get out of here. <laughs> Everyone has to go." And James Rolfe is like, "Ah, uh, come up here. I'll shake your hand." Like he didn't even get to finish his story of like how he was watching his channel to like inspire him to get better and they just fucking caught him off i was <laughs> like gonna move oh, on to the next one here <laughs> spectacular ending to it that's it was, hilarious it was great though he was he's really good he's so honest and well-spoken james rolf it's always incredible to me he just seems too smart to get as many dumb questions as he does <laughs> but he handles it well so the next one was Shout Factory, which released all their new stuff coming out. And I love how big of fans they are. And I've now met a couple people inside of Shout Factory. So hopefully I'm writing an article on it. And they said, yeah, give me. And I've been so overwhelmed with work on the week back that I'm like, I feel bad that I've not gotten stuff out. But I just can't. Yeah. Yeah. I just can't. Like yeah. I worked before you got over here. I've worked two hours on trying to get a project done. That is due on Monday evening, and it's everyone's stressed out of their freaking mind. So they released a bunch of their movies, and you can listen to the interview on Horror Movie Night. Just head over to Geekscape. We re they redesigned the website, so it looks a little bit different, but you'll be fine. It's made for mobile now. But we had all kinds of stuff, like the Big Trouble in Little China is coming out. I know our fans will be very excited about that. Body Parts. 
Yeah, which I'm very excited about. That's one of my favorite movies. A couple so. of Hammer films. Dracula 79 Collector's Edition. That'll be pretty cool. Um, the Fan from 1981. Have you ever seen that? No. That's an 80s slasher. I'm kind of interested in that one. My Bloody Valentine Collector's Edition. Pet Cemetery 2. Which, of course, I'm very excited about. Prophecy 79. Prophecy is awesome. I'm glad people are finally seeing that uh, wild bear movie. <laughs> like, yeah. Mutant bear thing from the 70s. Uh, that was a VHS that I like randomly discovered, uh, you know, used copy of one day. And I was like, what is this weird fucking movie? And now like, it's getting the Shout Factory release. Um, people, uh, there's a screening series in New York that does really cool stuff. Uh, and I think it's just called scary movies and it's a series throughout the year of different, like new and repertory screen. And they're going to be screening like a rare 35 millimeter print of prophecy. I'm glad it's finally getting seen. <laughs> yeah. That's one I definitely found in the middle of nowhere. I can't recall. I might've bought that on a DVD that was actually a VHS rip. A long time ago. Yeah, I think the Paramount DVD they put out was just a Maybe it transfer. was a Paramount. I can't remember. I think it was. I don't when, think it was in widescreen or anything like that. When I saw it, I was like, have you people... Has anyone else seen this? <laughs> it's a weird movie. This is weird. Uh, <laughs> uh, another personal favorite of mine is Road Games from 81 with the Scream Queen, Jamie Lee Curtis. It's a slow burn, but I just love how weird Australians do some of their highway threatening highway movies i would say where it's just the killers on the loose on the highway yeah they do like australian horror is like its own genre basically (laughs) what do they call it um they have like a little exploitation exploitation yeah and then you know exploitation is great silver bullet yes which we talked about we've talked about it we did it during did we do it during stephen king or gary Busey month we did we do that? Yeah. I did it with Horror Movie Night. Oh, we didn't do that? I thought we did it. We're almost at 100 episodes. My brain's fried. I don't know. Did we not do it? We should I do it. I think we did it. Do you have it? Not on VHS. Neither do I. Oh, then we didn't do it probably then. I don't think I made it just it. watched no. it. Maybe we talked about it. You wanted to do it? Maybe we wanted to do it. I don't know. No, but oh, I did it with I know it. why I'm confusing it. You borrowed my DVD to do it for, oh, and then we talked about sense. it after you did it because you gave it back yeah. to me, and then we were talking about having not even watched it in a while. Yeah, yeah. We just talked about it. It was off air. <laughs> One of my favorite Gary Busey performances as Uncle Red. Yes. Just it's, it's a great movie. The lines he made up, incredible. I can't even repeat them because they're just like off the freaking wall. Yeah. Height of the cocaine, Gary Busey, but he still like has his shit together too. Uh, super fun. Can't wait for that one. Also, things they're coming out with was Night of the Demons dolls, uh, you know, like I have with, um... You got the Tom Atkins one, Tom right? Atkins, yeah, from... Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, and there, I already watched a different, uh, DVD, Blu-ray release of Night of the Demons. Just, they just do a great job. And they also explain a lot of times, uh, you know, how hard it is. Because you have actors who ask for a ridiculous amount of money and a ridiculous amount of extras. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, we're like a little boutique. We don't... Yeah, so can't afford it. Buy. Can't swing it. <laughs> I actually told one of their workers your uh, story of a certain actor from Idle Hands. My story of... Her a... last name ends with an animal. Oh, yes, yeah, yes, and yes, I, yes, I just yes. didn't. I was like, I don't want to mention the name or yes, anything yes, like yes, that, yes, yes, but yes, yes, the demands yes. were pretty good. Yeah, pretty And fun. they cracked up because 
they were like, well, we don't want to say a name, but they asked for this, this, and this. And it was, it was ridiculous. Yeah. It was like $10,000 and they wanted like 10% of profits off of it. And they're like, oh, no. <laughs> so that was, that was great. And then the Summer Party Massacre doll, the first one, the, the Driller Killer, that's going to be awesome. Yeah, I'm ready. I think I'm going to, I don't think, I don't care about the toys, uh, but I'm probably going to pick up, I think they said it was going to be like a limited steelbook yeah. thing. I'm going to pick that up probably, just, yeah. the, just the Blu-ray of that. Uh, I love that movie. So and I, and I only bought like three things from San Diego Comic Con. I really restricted myself because one, how am I going to get it back? I'm not going to pay to ship it. Yeah. And I just don't. And we talked about this the the veterans of you know going to San Diego Comic Con for like seven eight straight years now. All this crap is just the same, like over and over. It's oh, just stuff. It's just stuff. It's just stuff that's going to take up room. But I, I what? But what did you? What did you come home with though? What did you? Well, what I came did you get? Home with the the Parasite VHS. Okay. And if you turn around right there, you're going to see the Steel Book. So look underneath Chucky, which is hilarious. Uh, I got I got this one from Shout Factory, Galaxy of Terror. I mean, that's you know a sci-fi horror film that Roger Corman, I believe, right? New World. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's a classic one that a lot of people... That's got so many like B-movie level actors in it. Yeah, I always wanted to see this one because it's one of like kind of the more famous alien knockoffs. Yeah. yeah. They do so much from the alien. But, but it's also like trying to be much smarter in their own terms of like aliens constructing, whatever. I, I'll have to watch it. It's It's been a while. But that was fun. I got the howling... Limited edition uh, statue. Nice. They told me it was limited edition. I don't know. But, <laughs> and then that's pretty much it. That is it. So just, so two shouts and a full moon. Yeah. That's that's exactly probably what I would have come home with, too. I would have been like, where's Shout Factory? <laughs> yeah. Where's full moon? And then, then that's it. That's all I'm going to... That's all I want. <laughs> well, someone asked, they're like, did you pick up... Because it was me. He's like, did you pick up a trauma movie? And I'm like, no. Yeah. I just don't care. I got the ones I want. I got the ones. Yeah, that's pretty much it. I'm like, I got them. I don't care about the rest. I, I might want to buy Mutant. Um, Mutant Blast. Mutant Blast. When that comes out, whenever it comes out. Yeah, I don't, I don't it's know. still doing the festival thing. And with Troma, it's going to probably be doing that for the next six years. And then maybe we'll see a maybe. <laughs> Blu-ray release. Maybe. Good old uh, Troma. Yeah, that's about it. I did do one other obscure panel. It was looking back at the writers of cartoons of the 80s. And let me see if I can pull that up. Uh, so there was a bunch of people, you know, an animator from Transformers, Turtles, all kinds of stuff. But one of the best stories, let me see if I can find his name. I think it was Marv Wolfman who did Transformers. He had such a great story as he was talking about after the movie. He did, this is one of his worst jobs he ever had to do for it. They made him create a two-parter episode, bringing back Prime, and then every character that they could for toys. And it was totaling, so he had to, I don't remember this episode, but now I definitely have to watch it, totaling over 450 characters. Jesus. (laughs) He, He had to write it. Yeah, oh my God. And I wanted to ask him, um, yes, how? Yeah, how do you even keep that straight? <laughs> he talked about how he had to go in the archives. 
and get these giant books of all the Transformers oh that have ever been in the show or they wanted to put in the show. I imagine a lot of it was just like a giant war and there's a bunch of them in the background. It had to be. Yeah. There's no possible way. They, they but can't it, spend time introducing each one. Yeah. Did you imagine the list of checks? Like, okay, I've got uh, Screaming Pterodactyl. <laughs> I've got... Uh, you know, Jeep Cherokee. Yeah. <laughs> Jeep Cherokee Red. <laughs> like, how do you keep up with all that? It's ridiculous. It was a lot of fun, though. They just had really good stories of how difficult it was, but at the same time, how they would, you know, working for Disney. When they had the whole Disney, primetime for the Disney Channel, you know, like you had all those Darkwing Duck and everything mm. in the 90s, but they started it. A little bit in the late 80s, the churning of that to get to it. And they were just talking about, like, Disney was great to work for because they had money. They had a little bit of time, and they allowed them to create something worthwhile. And it was great working for it. And a lot of them didn't have a lot of regrets. There was one guy who talked about, I wish I never would have worked on Popeye and Son. I didn't even know that was a cartoon. Never seen it. I looked it up. (laughs) You know, I was looking at some of it, and I'm like, oh, I see. He said one of the worst things was, so Pluto couldn't punch Popeye. They've decided that that was no longer what they wanted to market. And he's like, so I've got to take two characters who fight each other constantly, but they can't hit each other. (laughs) He's like, let me tell you, 22 episodes we wrote or whatever it was, hated it. Wow. Yeah, never even heard of that. But there's probably with good reason that I've never heard of that. And one of the writers was talking about not one of her regrets, but one of her frustrations was never really getting to use He-Man's sword. Mm. Like, can you imagine that? He has a sword, and we're not allowed to strike anyone. <laughs> and this was during the 80s. Yeah, when, like, striking was a big thing. <laughs> I mean, the guy over at Transformers was like, yeah, I was allowed to shoot anything except humans. But he's like, but shooting robots? Meh. Yeah. Shoot them all. <laughs> nice. So, that was great. And it was a lot of fun. On Sunday when we were taking off, we were just all saying goodbye and how, you know, keep in touch, whatever pass you want, you can get and get you a press pass. And I thought that was like, that's awesome because that's going to be so much fun. Hopefully we can get some interviews. Yeah. (laughs) We'll see. uh, We'll see what we end up doing next then. Because we'll have to do it together next time. (laughs) Maybe we can uh, scare them, intimidate them with two of us. Yes. Yeah. No. Or or spread out. And maybe one of us will find something one of us can get. (laughs) Yeah. I figured by then we're going to have to have some YouTube videos up. Because remember when we were talking to other people at the Horicon here? They were all like, oh, YouTube. And I'm like, no, 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 we're we're on YouTube, but we're mostly, you know, podcast. <laughs> just ignored me. Yeah. Went straight to YouTube. Yeah. Like, son of a bitch. Might as well just do it. Got a camera. We yeah. got we got microphones. Yeah. Let's Fuck do it. it. Let's do it. So that was that's pretty much San Diego Comic Con 2019. Loved it. Overwhelming. Too much eye candy. And I'll do it again next year. I hope I can join you, and I I hope uh, I hope we can, you know, tackle some whatever new nerdy thing pops yeah, up there. Yeah. <laughs> the one thing I really wanted to get into was the Dark Crystal. I I don't know. So they had it where you get into a line and you go into the like a little bitty walk through cave of the Dark Crystal. Oh, nice! I tried five times. 
three different days every time the line was capped. So Sunday, I raced to get there right when the, the doors open. They put you in a giant line. Yeah. And then whoever gets in this giant line, once it gets cut off, all these people get to enter first. Like, I mean, this is before even the people working inside of it, uh, I think. And, you know, you, I mean, people take off. I went straight to it, put down my bag at the Geekscape uh, table, still capped off. Jesus. I'm like, this is my fifth time, man. <laughs> you can't, you can't just let me in. I mean, come on. And he's yeah. like, the line's all the way back there if you want to. He's like, you can do it, but it's going to be at least two hour wait. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I know. And you know, it's a I'm, lot of people, man. <laughs> I'm a huge, huge Dark Crystal fan. And I, I just can't, I just couldn't see it. Yeah. Well, you tried. I tried. You I tried. tried my hardest. That's the, so. that's half the battle. <laughs> Maybe there'll be like a virtual walkthrough of it. Yeah. That I can find. Yeah, I, I didn't even traveling think. little tour of different conventions or something where something. they put a little set together. It's like, damn you, Jim Henson, Dark Crystal. <laughs> Even though I will watch you immediately, and I love that it's on Netflix. That'll make it easy. Perfect. <laughs> well, I'm just saying that's the type of thing should be on Netflix when we were talking about all these little movies or shows. They're so perfect for streaming because there's a large enough audience, but they don't want to pay to put it right. in a theater. Yeah, a Dark Crystal sequel in theaters probably would bomb. But just on like Netflix, the first one basically did. And then, but on Netflix, people can watch it in, in the millions yeah. and. Just rack up the mad points. So, <laughs> yeah. awesome. All right, I guess that's gonna wrap it up for San Diego Comic Con preview or review or whatever. What do we call this post? Post post mortem of uh, yeah uh, Comic Con. All right, uh, <laughs> that's it. So, uh, hope you enjoy this kind of bonus episode. Yeah, but it it. Uh, it was pretty eye-opening for me, you know, and I hope it was, if you guys have never been there, I hope it was kind of eye-opening for you guys to kind of, I have a painted picture a little bit now of mm-hmm. what to, you know, having not known really anything about it other than sort of the mystique of it existing, but not like really knowing. Now I actually have somewhat of an image in my head of it, so hopefully you guys do too now. Yeah, and one thing I completely stayed away from was the autographs. Because mm. you have to walk up. A flight of stairs, get to the top, the second floor, basically. And that's where you can shoot off left and right and go into all the panels. The giant panels, the grand, the ballrooms and everything. I think they have two ballrooms. So, uh, and then in the middle there, they have a giant square after you get your passes and everything. <laughs> you just, like, see all the people doing autographs. So, it's really well structured. I just think it's funny because I don't care about autographs pretty much at all. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I, if somebody really want to get, you know, I would, but uh, even, it's got to take a lot. I feel like whoever I've wanted to get, I've already gotten. Yeah. Like, if there's Ted Ramey there, which I don't know if it was, I'm just using, I got him. I yeah. got it. Yeah. I, a lot of the obscure people, I, I just missed back in the day when the obscure people would have like no one in the line and you could hang out with them. Yeah. And it'd be free. uh i i don't even remember back then but i do remember way back in the day in wizard world like i mean early 2000s when we were going and we were in college where some of the autographs were like 10 bucks yeah yeah 
I used to scoop those up, and I have no idea where they are now. <laughs> I hope one day, going through a bunch of junk that I have, I go, holy shit, look at that. It's a box of autographs <laughs> yeah. from the early 2000s. Of actors that are maybe still acting, but probably not. <laughs> Very nice. That'll wrap it up. Wait until next year when we'll have the 2020 San Diego Comic-Con, where hopefully Matt and I are both talking about our experience and, you know jumbled our brains are fried yeah i hope i hope i have a nice brain fried experience for next year (laughs) all right take it easy see you next week